0: Welcome Welcome. to the Run With Us podcast, your show for everything Chicago Bulls. And now, your co-hosts, Michael Labalarte and Kevin McKenna.
1: Bulls fans, Bulls Nation, those of you who see red, welcome on back to the Run With Us podcast, a podcast brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network. It is Thursday, January 19th. New day. Almost got me. It's not Monday today. Not Monday anymore. No. Um, Thursday, January 19th. I'm happy to be in the studio with Mike, as always. Mike, how you doing, bud?
2: Doing well today. It's a bit different being here on a Thursday, recording Mm -hmm. on a Thursday. In the middle of the week, Mm -hmm. we got both basketball going on right now. And the Paris game. As we speak. Both are up big on the Pistons, as they should be. Doing what they should be doing against a team that's trash. You would
1: think so. It's
2: a surprise,
1: right? Yeah, unfortunately, it's like a, it's like a, it is. It's yes. like a little Paris treat. Um, no, I'm honestly, like, I love that the Bulls are playing in Paris. I think that's super cool. Um, and we're seeing the Bulls play well, so that's always a plus. And we're playing well. If we were playing, like, I don't know, Last the Suns week. or something. If we are playing the Suns, I'd expect to win because they're a good team. If we're playing the Warriors.
2: Like, especially if the Suns came in, like, let's say they had, like, 12 game games in a row of, like, hitting a three? Yeah. Or hitting, like, 15 threes or some shit? Yeah. The Bulls would make sure they didn't hit no, 15. No, no,
1: Hitting a single three. Honestly. Hitting a single three. Because we are the streak ruiners. So if you hear that in the background, that is the Bulls game going on right now. Um, because, although recording is important. Okay, I'll turn it down a little bit, Mike. That's fine. I mean.
2: They, they came not listen to us, not Adam. As much as we love Adam's well, voice. Well,
1: you know what? What are we going to get, like, copyrighted? Is this YouTube no, or No, no, it's just. As much as uh recording is important, so is keeping up with all the Bulls action.
2: So <laughs> Definitely. All right, so w- since the Bulls are playing well today, there's not really a lot to worry about for today's game. It's already almost over. What, fourth quarter, third fourth quarter? Fourth quarter, yeah. What happened last week? Cuz we did we go and four last week? No, oh, no we didn't no, go and four. We we went 1 and 3. And what team did we beat?
1: The uh, we fucking beat the, Warriors. The, the Golden man. State Warriors, when Vooch dropped 43. Um I believe your you anticipated going what, well, not including the Warriors game. You anticipated 3-0. Um, if we're talking about the Celtics. Who I did say 3-0, Deveri- yeah.
2: Celtics, Wizards, and um, Thunder. Yes, correct. Yeah, those were some rough games. Celtics, we fought hard. Tough game against a good team. Can't be too mad about that game. I wasn't concerned. We played hard. We came back. We were down. We came back. Made a good run. I didn't really catch much of the game, but from what I, from what you told me, they fought hard.
1: Yeah, they did. I wasn't Which is fine. It's against
2: the Celtics. We've already beaten them twice this year. It is what it is. And then when we play the Wizards. And, yes, the Wizards have some good matchups for how the Bulls play. But it's the Wizards. No Beal. No, no Beal as Gafford. well. No Beal as well. It, their starting lineup was what? Monty Morris, um, Corey Kispert, Kyle yeah, Kuzma, Kuzma, Porzingis, and Gafford, right? No, Gafford was out. So who is their center? And uh, it doesn't matter. The rookie. The rookie? hmm What
1: rookie? The uh, fucking what's his name? Uh their white boy. Are you thinking of the Jazz? No. Who's their rookie? The they, white kid.
2: They drafted Johnny Davis. Oh.
1: Okay. As a point I don't know.
2: Anyway, anyway. The Wizards. <laughs> They're not very good. They didn't have Bradley Bill. We gotta beat that team. We didn't. We didn't. We didn't get the job done. And then it's like, okay, the Thunder, who are really just Just shy, and you know, Josh Kitty's good, but they don't have a lot of NBA talent that's going to be, you know, star, superstar talent. The Bulls have three all stars. You'd think that you'd be able to beat the Thunder at home. No, I was gonna, I was supposed to go that, I was supposed to go to that game too. Uh, Thankfully, I didn't because that would have been, I would have been mean on that train ride back.
1: Yeah, so. What turned out to be a potential three and zero week turned out to be an zero and three, uh, and then we got come, the win against the and then Warriors. we come home and we're like, all right, well the Warriors are in town. Let's
2: actually play some basketball.
1: see, it's a it's a little frustrating. But I didn't realize
2: this is like a side note, but I didn't realize that the Warriors are like five hundred this year. Apparently, they got some problems.
1: They're gonna find their groove. Out. I'm not I mean, saying I mean, yeah. Been I still think that year. I still think
2: they're gonna go far in the playoffs, but I didn't realize they uh, came out today. They're shopping everyone with the big three. You know. Like Wiseman, Kaminga, I think Moody's on the block.
1: Thing is about it, though, they can afford to do that because they've been successful. I mean, Wiseman's been hurt, or he was hurt last year, right? Yeah, Wiseman's been a boss for them. Wiseman hasn't been all that important, but he still has good NBA value. Yeah,
2: he would take a flyer on him for sure.
1: it, it makes sense to me.
2: It's kind of scary, though. They got all that young talent, that they could just flip for, like, a decent-ass player.
1: Honestly, we could see another situation where they have another big four. Um,
2: I don't know who they'd get because those players aren't necessarily, like, superstar quality. Like, they're not, like, you know, it's not like trading. Uh, sure, like a,
1: but, I mean, you like go Wiseman's
2: ahead. good. Kaminga's got a lot of talent. We'll see what happens. This isn't a Warriors show, but it is interesting to see because I, I didn't realize that they were, like, not that bad, but they were that in terms of record, they're kind of having the same problems as the Bulls, it seems like. Now, they, like you said, Curry's been injured. They've battled other injuries, obviously. And then just, you know, the the mixture between the old veterans that play there and then the young stars, and it's it's kind of a weird situation. But anyway, the Bulls beat the dog shit out of them on Sunday. Like, it wasn't like we at the buzzer on a fluke to Marta Rose and one like fadeaway shot against the Pacers. It was... We beat them by We were up big on them most of the game. They did come back, take the lead, and then what did we do? We got the job done.
1: And who was the main factor? And yes,
2: shout out to Nikola Vucevic, who, especially the way he's playing today too, we were watching the game a little earlier, dude's just looking dominant.
1: I mean, I don't want to keep harping on it, so I'm not going to, but is it not evident what happens when you play through him?
2: I just wish he was better at letting the Bulls play through him. What does that mean? Because, again, I go back to it. He doesn't commit to his post-ups. He's not the same force as he was. Stacey, Stacey King always in the broadcast. Oh, it's free cheese with Vooch. It's not anymore. Now, the good thing is Vooch is great at seeing the double team come and a great passer out of it, and he gets people involved out of the post. So they should still continue to feed him in the post. But he can't move players. Sure, but I would argue that he's not dominant in the post. That's the problem. He's not dominant in the post no not as dominant as he was when he was on the magic and when we would play him or even the first year in the bulls he would back down anyone they would
1: feed him in the post but why is that i just could it potentially be because the magic didn't have enough reliable guys to pass out of the true, team too that's true but to?
2: that's fine it doesn't matter but it doesn't matter how many guys you have it doesn't matter if we're an all-star team the bull like Vooch still needs to be stronger in the post, and I, I love the guy, and he's got great touch on the rim. But how much easier would the Bulls with his offense and the Bulls offense be if he can actually back someone down? Like he was, he was backing down Isaiah Stewart today. He was a strong guy, but he couldn't move him. And then when smaller dudes switch on him, he still is having troubles. He's he's crafty enough where he makes up for it a lot of times, but it, you know when you watch him beat. He moves players. When you watch Jokic, they move players. Even even some of the middle tier centers, they move players. I don't know if Vuc is just maybe it's age. Obviously he's older center. He might not have that kind of strength anymore. He might not have that kind of, you know, stamina.
1: What what if I say this? What if I say that the NBA is and I'm not saying when Vooch was dominating down low in the post that this wasn't the case. Because nothing has changed. It wasn't that long ago. But what if I tell you it's a three point league and that if, let's say that Vooch was was and is enough of a threat to draw a double team every time he's down low in the post, and that results in a kickout open three every single time, then I could give a fuck if Vooch scores eight points per game. Right. But if he's, if, because the double if teams, Vucevic is drawing double teams for open shots, that's more of an offense than we ha- We've had. No, you're right, and that's why. Fucking... That's why. No
2: matter how he's doing in the post, I still suggest to give it to him. Like I said, he's good where he can find that pass out of the double teams, and you see it all the time. But as you know, good teams know how to double team, so you can't rely on the fact that a double team's coming when you give the ball to Vooch when you want to win basketball games and be a playoff contender. Sure. Yeah, but it might work. He... It might work for a few plays against a team like the Rockets or the team like the Pistons, who just. They, haven't, don't, they don't have the defensive players and the defensive awareness to rotate correctly and, and double-team correctly. Because if you double-team the right way, you can still not get an open shot for a player. It's all about rotations and everything. And you see that when you play teams like the Bucks, when you play teams like the Celtics, they take him out of the game. 100% agreed, feed him the ball, let him either get an easy look at the basket if they don't double-team, or if they do double-team, he there's a potential to have an open shot or an open player drive. But, but I'm just saying, as, a, as an individual, Vooch is looking good lately. He's had some good games. He's starting to look a little bit more dominant. But in reality, if he's not hitting three threes a game, even in the game we had 43, he hit five threes. It seems like whenever Vooch has a good game, it's because he's hitting threes rather than making those shots down low. I'm not saying Vooch is bad, having a bad year. He's having a much better year than he did last year, in my opinion. Sure, he's not shooting the ball as good as he once was in his career, but he's he's got his confidence back. He's been better. But I think he could be better if he just I don't know. Maybe maybe he just is is maybe age is catching up to him. He's just not as physical as he once was. Maybe he's banged up. But I don't know if you see what I'm seeing, but when he posts up, he just does, he isn't moving anyone. He just doesn't look like And honestly, if I was a defense, I wouldn't double-team him. I would force him to hit a shot down by the rim. That's absurd.
1: That's an absurd take.
2: I disagree. I – All right, maybe since he has his touch back a little bit more this year, maybe since he's got his confidence back a little bit more this year, not necessarily every time. If Vooch gets down there and scores a couple baskets, yeah, you're going to send a double-team. But I don't think he's a player that is necessarily a – it's a given where it's like, all right, if he gets the ball in the post, we have to send the double. I'm not trying to shit on Vooch. I'm just trying to say it, ho- say it how I see it. I'll take it. It's fine. When MB gets the ball, double team. When Jokic gets the ball, double team. Or else they will score. They're younger than Vooch. They're better than Vooch. But I, I, st- I compare them to Vooch because I think Vooch is a top five post player in the league if he's being his dominant self. And not shying away from contact and not giving. You know what he does? Maybe maybe less him be dominant. He just gives up on him right away. Even today, we were watching the game. He had a ball right in the right by the basket, and he that's when he made that, that weird pass.
1: Yeah, that was a bad pass.
2: <laughs> like he hit the ball and Caruso, right after that play went out of bounds. He says, just, just just put the ball up. Hopefully, this 43 points, this little stretch he's been on, gets him going. Because I agree, man, we we would be so much better if we played through Vooch more. Because the offense flows better when you start the ball in the in the paint and play outwards from that rather than having DeMar or Zach just on the perimeter doing a bunch of dribble moves until it's five seconds left and forcing up a tough shot. That's my little rant. If you don't agree with what I'm saying about Vooch, that's fair. I'm not trying to criticize the guy and say he's a bad player. I just think he could be better, and I think he's not committing to to being dominant down low, which is where he will be. He could be an all-star type player if he does that. Because I think that the best games we've seen out of Vooch are just the games where he's hitting five, four or five threes, and then getting some more points, uh, you know, in mid-range or the paint. Complimentary to that, he yeah, did hit five I, threes against the Warriors.
1: I don't completely disagree. It's just sometimes I feel like we're watching two different players. And no, like obviously we we're both in agreement that he's better than last year. Um, but I just think he's, I think he's more of a threat. Than he's given credit for. And and I think it has, I don't think it has as much to do with not being able to back players down. I don't think that has any. I don't think
2: he, it's not that I don't think he can back players down. I just think he's not committing to it when he gets the post touch. I think the way this offense, because he, again, it's like he's still, he's gotten a lot more used to not being the focal option, but it's like his first thought when he gets the ball in the post is more to see who's open than than to try to get the ball as close to the basket as possible. You know he's got good footwork. You know he's got good touch on the rim when he's feeling confident. But, you know, they, they always run that play. They have the they have him come off the screen on the baseline and get the post, get the ball in the post. And I feel like nine times out of ten, he either backs down a couple dribbles and takes a tougher shot than he has to or passes the ball. And he's a great passer. He finds the open guy. If they send the double team, it helps even more. But what if you can get Vooch to just, just pound the ball a couple more times, just get the layup. You know what kind of player he is. He's done it. How many times have we watched Vooch score 40 points on Wendell Carter when he was on when he was on the Bulls, when Wendell Ugh. was on the Bulls? We played two games back-to-back, and Vooch just tormented us. And what did he do? He just bullied whoever we put out there. Again, he's gotten older. He's not the same player as he was on the Magic, but I think he still has it in him. And when you say that uh, – the comment you just made, I, I, you're wording – uh, I can't remember exactly what you just said, but it's not that I don't think he can do it anymore, it's that I think he's just not committing to it. And I think if he did commit to it a little bit more and committed to being more physical on offense rather than just shooting and rather than just, you know, just testing what it's what the defense is like on the, the on the post-ups, I think that, that that would open up so much more for him, get his confidence going more and and open up more for the team.
1: That's interesting. Let us know what you guys think. Uh Diamas, give us your opinion on Vooch. Um, Everyone has
2: mixed opinions on Vooch.
1: Some people still hate him. I I think that's crazy. I think it's crazy to think that he he's still a top 10 center in the league. I think I think I'm kind of over this thing that he's the X factor in a way. I think he's extremely vital to our success, but I um you know, I find I'll, I fall somewhere in the middle. So I, we are curious to hear what you guys think about him. Um and like I said, I, we're more than willing to Include some of that stuff in the show, so I think about it like this, last thing I want to say about Vooch. I think about it like this. if the Bulls had a
2: a rim running center, a guy who's good on defense, maybe better than defense on Vooch, than Vooch, but not as quite as offensively talented, kind of just a dunker, maybe like a Clint Capella, a Mitchell Robinson, some you know that kind of player, mm-hmm. I think it would really hurt this bull's offense so much because we already struggled to score, and we already struggled to shoot. So with Vooch's ability to somewhat shoot and Vooch's ability to actually be a scoring threat, the third option on this team, on this offense, can you imagine not having that as a starting center?
1: Can you imagine having,
2: like, as good as Mitchell Robinson or any of those players are who just really, you know, are athletic, they play defense, and they they grab a lot of rebounds just like Vooch, but they can only really dunk and just score around layups around the basket. How many more, how many, how hard would it be for Zach and DeMar to score? As... You know, all we're asking is for Vooch to be even better at that. That's all I'm asking for because I know he can do it. If it was, if we had, you know, even if it was prime Andre Drummond as our starting center, all-star player, but I don't think he'd fit for this team because we need that third scoring option because Patrick Williams is obviously not ready to take that job yet. Yeah, that's valid. So Vooch is, I, I agree, he's not the X factor. He's not, you know, he's not our best player, but he is vitally important to this offense and this team because without him we'd have a lot of problems on offense, a lot more problems on offense than we already do.
1: True that. Also in the news, the Bulls could potentially be looking to shop Alex Caruso come the trade deadline. Um, If we were to see a trade like that, there have also been talks of likely seeing Vucevic go um, or Kobe White even. Um, Maybe for a player like Miles Turner. Um, Funny we just talked about a different center, a different aspect, a different look. He is a different—he he
2: would fit with this Bulls team well, though.
1: So this is—that's—that is a big man that you would consider— Because he can—he's an offensive threat. I, I agree. I agree. Now, he's not as good of a scorer as Vooch. He will never be. He's a 3—I
2: I love Miles Turner, but I think of him more as a 3-and-D center. Mm. A, a, a Brooke Lopez type of player, if you will. He can still score in the paint. He's a big guy. Miles Turner's—oh, my God, he's so good on defense. Watching him play defense is an art. And he's very underrated because he's in Indiana and he's been kind of, his team has been kind of irrelevant. Yeah. But no one talks about how he's been one of the best shot blockers in the league this year or for the last, what, five years. Mm. How he, you know, he stretches the floor and he really is like their X Factor player. Not their star player, but their their kind of glue guy. Mm -hmm. Would love to have him on the team. Still think Vooch would be a better score for this team. And you'll definitely see it hurt a little bit, especially if we do get Miles Turner and he does take a while to infiltrate into the offense. But mm-hmm. but I'd be I'd be okay with Turner. I just don't think that the Bulls will move Vooch because everyone has a lot of chemistry with him.
1: You don't think the Bulls would move Vooch?
2: I don't I d well, w we're gonna get to this on the other side of our break, but the trade deadline is a, a huge topic for the Bulls this year because last year it was all right, are the Bulls gonna make a move to commit to trying to win a championship mm-hmm. this year mm-hmm. and trade their young players and try to get another star. This year is are we blowing it up or are we gonna try it one more time to make a run? Yeah. But before we get into that, we do have another message from our friends at DraftKings. The NFL playoff action continues. We're one step closer to Super Bowl 57. And for the NFL divisional round, check out DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can take a shot at an even bigger payout with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Boost your NFL winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. Again, I haven't bet on much football this year, especially that my Bears aren't in the playoffs. But the the teams that are left in the playoffs take the overs, man. The Chiefs, the Bills, the Bengals, even the Jaguars, all these teams have been putting up points. So if I'm betting, I'm throwing as many overs as I can on there. I'm throwing over on points, yards. And I'd say touchdown for players, too, especially players like Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, and Patrick Mahomes. Lawrence had one game, through four touchdowns. I, I can't wait to see what he's doing. But I recommend I'm not a betting expert. I don't know a lot about it. But what I'm going to do, if I do bet, is I'm going to go on DraftKings and I'm going to hammer overs and I'm going to hammer the spreads because I think, especially in the AFC, I think these matchups are pretty good. So you know what to do, guys. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code TBPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NFL divisional round and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, and again, that's code TBPN. Minimum age and un- eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details.
1: So the trade deadline.
2: Yes. Now, it's still a wa- ways away. Was it early February? Like, mm-hmm. Oh, my God, it's already almost like January. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, so dude, what, it's what three weeks yeah, or something like that. Man, so far. this is a good time to talk about this especially since there's not much more to talk about the Bulls team right now other than the fact that they keep losing to bad teams and keep beating
1: good teams. We don't really know where we stand. It's it's a weird thing. We're, the we're, East we're we're right there, we're, we East is very man. We get a couple wins, oh, yeah. and you're like, okay, they're turning it around. That's the thing about it. And
2: then they go out and lose to the Wizards and the Thunder. And then right. you're like, okay, what do we do? We know we're not a championship team. We know it. No matter what we do at the trade deadline, we're not gonna win a championship. I'm sorry to say it. I hate to say it, but you have to be realistic, realistic as a Bulls fan. Now, some may say, if you're not, if you know you can't win a championship, why would you even try to get in the playoffs? We don't have our first round pick this year. We'd have to be one of the top worst, four worst teams in the in the playoffs or in the league, and then still get through the draft lottery mm-hmm. just to have our first round pick. Yeah. There's the the incentive to tank this year, yes. Oh, getting Victor Wembayana or even a guy like, you know, Scoot Henderson would be great because those are those are really good franchise, you know, type players. But what if what if it fails? What if we get outside the, the top 10? Then not only did we give up on trying to make the playoffs, the fans are gonna be disappointed, the players are gonna be disappointed, and we don't get to take a good young player because of it. So now we're stuck with the same team going into the next year. Well, maybe not the same team if we trade everyone at the deadline, but we're stuck with a gutted roster, nothing to show for it, and that's how you'll end up back in mediocrity. And that's the whole reason we hired this new front office is to get out of that because we were stuck in the middle for so long.
1: And I'll meet you at the other side. So we got a roster with nothing to show for it. At the same time, we don't make any trades. We don't start the process early enough to rebuild, and I'm not saying one one is correct. Or no, this is the. It's not our job to make this decision. It's, it's just our job to talk about it. Exactly. So we don't start this process in an early stage, and then we find ourselves as what? Maybe a play-in team? Maybe we sneak into the six seed? Everything's very close in the East right now. There's no saying where we're going to end up. We don't know if we're going to turn things around or continue to losing continue. Excuse me. Continue losing to under 500 teams. We simply don't know. So. We start this process late. We keep the roster or trade for another great player. We pay someone a lot of money, get rid of any young players that we already had existing on the roster. We don't win a championship. Maybe morale stays somewhat high because we are in the playoffs and we got to compete another year. But if we see another first-round exit with nothing to show for it, then we're also in a similar, similar situation nothing to show for it because we traded our young players for, I don't know who, someone we made a trade for that we're going to pay a lot of money. DeMar DeRozan's getting older, so is Nikola Vucevic. We, we don't know. It, it's almost a similar situation. We could, we could find ourselves in a similar spot where yes, if, if we didn't our boy Jake just came in. This is fantastic. Hello Jake, how are you? Sorry about the Chargers loss. He's crying right now. Uh, That's unfortunate. I'm sorry to make you cry. I didn't mean to bring it up. Okay. So we find ourselves in a similar similar situation. If we were to blow it up this year, no pick to show for it. If we were to make a haul to become a competitive team in the East, and that doesn't pan out, then the existing young players we had in our team, any young core that we had that could potentially become something, would also be gutted. Right. So it's a very, very sticky situation. Yeah, and and here's how here's how we kind of
2: predict that what's going to happen because you have to think like a GM in the fact that like the the Zach Levine's on a five year deal, he'll be on a four year deal after this offseason, after this season. Lonzo Ball will have two more years on his contract. DeMar DeRozan still has another year on his contract. And Nikola Vucevic is he a free agent at the end of this year? This is his last year. This is his last year. So Vucevic is really the only one that. Would make sense to move during the season. You're again. You can you can still trade these players in the off season. It's not like they're free agents. All you know. It's not like DeMar's going to leave in this off season. It's not like Zach's on his way out. So if if you commit to a if you commit to trying to contend and see how far you can get in the playoffs, see if you can make the playoffs and maybe make some noise, you still have a chance to. If, it, if you were wrong about it, it doesn't work out. You still have a chance to make that right. And all right, you know what? It just didn't work out. We have to start over. The veteran team, we tried. Window was small. Didn't work. If you trade everyone now, you never get to see what... You, you can't go back. True. And I think that if it was a situation where these guys didn't build this team themselves, they didn't draft Patrick Williams. If they didn't... Trade for Nikola Vucevic if they didn't bring in Demar Derozan, and it was someone else's doing. And now they're like, "All right, we had a good year, and now this is not our team, so we're gonna be quick to to get rid of him." That'd be different. So I'm I'm about ninety five percent sure. I'd even say probably not about ninety eight percent sure that we don't trade any of our start players at the deadline. Maybe Caruso could be gone because we have a lot of depth at guard and we need other positions. I would hate to trade Caruso because come playoff time, you want that guy in your team. Yeah, absolutely. He might not be the best scorer. He might be injured a lot, but he gives so much to what he's one of those championship type players. So please don't try Caruso because I don't think the value you're going to get back from him is going to be anything unless you're just doing it solely for a player swap where you're like, all right, we want him more of a forward and you could take a guard. That guy could be moved. or Kobe White, another guy. He just hasn't done enough this year to be like, all right, he needs to be on this team. If we can get a team that wants to take a risk on him, and, you know, he still has potential. That's fine. But I just can't see Zach being moved. I can't see DeMar being moved. I can't see Vuce being moved. And, you know, I'd say, oh, we wait and see how how much, you know, what happens by the trade deadline. But the trade deadline's at a couple weeks, and the Bulls are really going to probably be playing about the same basketball, if not better. I don't see them getting much worse. I just see them potentially staying the same or starting to, to beat the teams that they're supposed to beat. Because if they do that, the record will show reflect it. It's not that hard to beat the bad teams.
1: It will. Yeah. Um like i said it's just a sticky situation if we, it if we is, keep, it is if we and keep the team the same we we know we're not contending, right. right? We know we're not a contending team we can make maybe make a push, maybe a second round push. It's too hard to say right now really i don't, I don't want to make any predictions, but right. if we keep the team keep this team the same, we find ourselves kind of in a complacent spot where we're we're gonna compete again, it might be similar to last year. If yeah, we, and and Bulls fans are
2: going to have to be okay with either being bad or being made mediocre. in the playoffs. Because we're not, unfortunately, we just don't have the team to contend. And yeah, you can say, all right, let's trade Patrick Williams. Let's trade Patrick Williams, Kobe White. You know, maybe maybe Dalen Terry and a first round pick for try to get a you know a star player to pair. But who who are you going to get? John Collins is John Collins on this
1: team? Is he going to be the guy to get this to the championship? No, and, and that's the thing. Like you said, the only person that makes sense. To trade due to his contract as Nikola future. Vucevic, and Vucevic is not going to get you a player in a in of.
2: He's not going to bring himself. anyone better back.
1: No, he's not. And and the only situation where I could see him bring someone better back is if we go dive into that young core that we have, like right. we talked about before. You'd have to package him, with and someone. that's not much of an option because, like I said, like we discussed, once we start getting, once we start making those big packages that include younger players, then we if we stall out in the playoffs again regardless of the trade then we find ourselves in a similar situation that it would be if we had blown it up without a pick
2: it's just what happens when you when you have a veteran t- team with a small championship window I, I think i compare it to the bears okay. the bears were good for 2018 and what what did we have we had a veteran team with a young quarterback and we had about a 3 year championship window didn't work Look how quickly we went from being looking like the next up and coming great team in the NFL to we're got the number one pick in the draft in four years, and really we were only good for one year because the next year we went eight and eight. Then the year after that we went eight and nine, and then the last two years we've had I think a combined what seven or eight wins. So that's 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 how sports works, and I think that it's just too early now. Every team, there's only one team that can win an NBA championship. There's only one team that can win a championship in every league. So if every team that knew they weren't good enough to win an NBA championship but could potentially contend for playoffs, if every team that that was in that stage just gave up, we would have no competition. Right. And, and there's I'm, a reason the NBA has tried to stop that from tanking. Uh, and that's why the lottery is is the way it is. That's uh-huh. why the odds were changed. Yeah. That's, you know, it was a whole ordeal.
1: Well, that's simply the nature of the beast, isn't it? I mean, um, They've, they've cracked down. They've made things right to stop this. And and at the end of the day, there are – that's what's so great about this league is that we – even when we have super teams, there's so much talent in the league yeah. and there are so many great owners and front offices that make competitive teams that we typically – you know, the Warriors are an exception, right? But we typically – the Raptors with Kawhi, for example. Yeah, there were injuries that played a hand in it, but – Honestly, I'm going on a tangent right now, but I, I think the my main point is, we are. I'm grateful to have a league where we can have multiple potential contenders, right? Right, and we don't see things too lopsided, especially this year. I, this season this has season's been a just great such example. a toss up, dude. It's a great like, example this season, right? The, the Nuggets could potentially win the NBA championship, or
2: the Pelicans can like exactly. any of these teams in the West can win it. Like the the Celtics can win it, or you know, the Pacers are have a winning record this year. Not say the Pacers are going to go far in the playoffs, but they right now they they have a better record than the Bulls. So who knows with this with this year? But and that's the thing. This if the Bulls were going to be in this this if this type of Bulls team was going to happen in any year, this is the year
1: to do it. They still have, you know, last year they wouldn't have had this type of luck. I will give you that. I will give you that. If there were a year to be in such a difficult position for the Bulls, it would be this season. It doesn't make the, the decision of having to trade or not trade or blow it up or not
2: blow it up any better. But it's like, all right, if we do, if we if we are somewhat able to maybe get a few more wins and try to get over that 500 hump, even if it's just barely, they still have a chance to make the playoffs. If you are talking last year or the year before when, you know, you have teams pushing 60 wins at the top and you have, you know, A lot. You have top heavy, and then like last year, the Bulls wouldn't have been in the in the play-in if if they were playing like this, because there's so many young teams now that are getting good, and teams that were like getting good last year are now like good this year, the Cavs, the Hawks, you know the Pelicans, the Grizzlies, teams like that, and now it's like all right, this is the year. This
1: is this is the last year of contention. Sacramento. Sacramento. Sacramento's Sacramento's starting to play some ball. That the energy that is coming from Sacramento right now is phenomenal. They've been down bad for so many years. They've been waiting for this. It's their fans and the atmosphere, and they've got all these new, like, sayings. Like, they think they're yeah. cute. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. The, oh, uh, Go Kings, uh, man. Go King, Dude, I think it's great. I think it's fantastic. It's great for the
2: sport. It's great for the fans.
1: Yeah, it's finally, um, one of those Thankfully, teams.
2: the Bulls have always just had the best fans, so we never
1: I mean, that. I mean, that. that's never been a concern. The, the Knicks get a taste of what it's like to be a Bulls fan. <laughs> Um But, uh, again, I... I I understand that's not as relevant as it is. But I think when it comes down to the Bulls, I've realized two things. Number one, the sad fact, and I hate to be pessimistic, is we're not in a fantastic position. I mean, that's not... That wasn't a secret. I didn't just, you know, spill the beans to anyone. But we're in a pretty difficult position. And I'll second that with what I want to see happen is a clear-cut push to do one of two things. Because... There's no great option because keeping the roster the same doesn't necessarily pose for any fantastic results. Gutting the roster doesn't, or going all in for another all-star type caliber player doesn't. I would like them to see, to to clearly push hard in one direction or the other. So, and because I don't see them gutting this roster, I'm going to just say it. I would like to see the Bulls, Maybe take a risk, and maybe push for, and also I would like to see a big trade happen. You want to see all the
2: chips put into one basket?
1: I do. So Patrick Williams is going to be moved. Maybe, maybe, maybe Vooch. Because and the reason I say that is because now that we're talking about it, I don't see a scenario where doing that, like where there's a an appropriate counter to that happening. So I don't see how if that fails how it wouldn't be a failure in any other aspect anyway. So if we were to go all in on a player and fail, I don't see how that is that much better than gutting the roster and blowing it up, given that, and I understand that the a first-round pick this year doesn't necessarily determine our success in future years, right? But I do think it's important.
2: No, I agree with what you're saying.
1: I, I in
2: my opinion, I think that we either make a minor level level trade to try to bring in another veteran championship type player who can come in and I, I want to see like a backup power for it. As much as I loved watching Derek Jones play, as much as I like Javante Green, those guys just Derek Jones has has been better than Javante this year. Javante's kind of fallen out of the rotation with injuries and lack of playing time. Yeah. But if we can bring in I don't know who's available on the market. You know, Jay Crowder I heard is out there. There's players that'll pop up as soon as the trade deadline hits. If we could bring in a player who can start, maybe Robert Cummington, a guy like that, and be a veteran and championship type player that that wins that wins games and makes winning plays, I think the Bulls can use that so much. I don't I don't want to see us trade for a big player because, again, with who's available this offseason or this trade deadline, combined with the assets that we have. Mm-hmm. And the fact that if we do trade for a big player and give up our future, we can really risk ending up like the well, let's just say this. If we depending on who we bring in, if if it doesn't work out, we can still flip Zach. We could still flip Vooch, we could still flip Demar. So I guess of it's the lesser of two evils is of trading for a big player. I would rather do that than, than blow it up this this, this year. Mm-hmm. I want to see something committed towards either keeping this team and trying to make small tweaks to it to try to contend and just see what happens. You know, the Bulls get hot at the right time. They can make a push. They still have three officers on their team. Just last year, we were the first seed in the NBA at this time. Yeah,
1: that's true, man.
2: Yeah. Lonzo Ball is nowhere to be found. You know, DeMar has been kind of figured out somewhat. Zach Levine also, you know, they're not as... Things haven't been as dominant this year, but... We still have the same team pretty much, if not a better team. If not a better team, yeah. So maybe you're right. Maybe going all in on an all-star player, bringing another, you know, borderline all-star or even star player can do us wonders. And I think it's less of a risk than just trading everyone and trying to get a top-four pick this year Mm -hmm. and then, you know, seeing what will happen. Because I don't think the teams that are... The teams that you'll be trading those players to won't be having those high picks anyway. Yeah. You might get a bunch of assets for a guy like Zach Levine or Demar, but how valuable are those assets, yeah. right? As of right now,
1: what it comes down to is, like you said earlier, it's not our decision. Um, it's not our job to make that decision. Um, thankfully so, thank God. I, it's our I, job I, to I talk would hate about to be in,
2: in in Mark Everly or Arturs Carmen or Chauvis or even the ownership of the Bulls, the president, any of the guys who are running those, you know, those decisions. Yeah. Because it's not an easy situation no, to be in. It's not. It's, and
1: luckily that we're luckily we're not
2: yeah, those people. Because there's so much there's so little room for success in any decision that's made about this trade deadline or even in the offseason. Because in reality, the Bulls are fucked no matter what. Mm. But how do you make this team the least amount of fucked? Yeah. That's the question. And there's not a clear answer right now. No. But with that said, at least we're not the Los Angeles Chargers. <laughs>
1: Oh, wow, he's crying through his laughter right now.
2: I just want to say, I I do like the Chargers a lot. I love Justin Herbert. Jake, I hope we can get your mic on this week. I'm going to try this. Start speaking a
1: little bit. Let's see if we can hear you.
0: Can you hear me?
2: No. No? No. It's
0: fucked up. I can hear you.
1: Maybe they can hear him through my mic. A a faint cry. The faint whimper of a Chargers fan. Anyway. here, Here, come here. Come here, Jake. Go ahead. Yeah.
0: Those guys are a bunch of fucking losers.
1: I don't. Know the Chargers? Oh
0: yeah, the Chargers. And this is coming from one of six Chargers fans. I'm starting yeah. to think that they have ties to the mafia. Uh, you know, because last year, last year when they were going to make the playoffs, they were playing the Raiders. Yeah, what ha- that that Remember was just that? a clown how show. State, yeah, Staley called the mm-hmm. timeout.
2: Why Two hasn't Staley been left? fired? I like to hire
0: Staley. He's like a good guy or something. Yeah, like, apparently everyone like loves fun him. fun to be around. And okay, so with, so I, fucking, I think what they're doing so this
2: offseason is just they're going to try to redo the entire staff around Staley. I heard that they told him, you've got one more
0: year or we're cleaning house.
2: Fair. Not they, not a terrible so decision, they, right?
0: They fired Lombardi, who's the OC, and mm-hmm. they they fired the passing coordinator. I, but but that
2: I don't along think with this. I'm gonna say I don't think the offense was the problem. It wasn't great. The offense could have been better, but the defense is, is the problem what on that the team.
0: Fuck! They need to run the ball more. What what well, happened in the second half? No, the offense is the fucking problem. Okay, they you, couldn't stop. You guys stop. gotta edit all this out because. But oh, we're no, no, we're keeping this. All right, before this turns into a, a
2: football debate.
0: The fucking Chargers are a bunch of they losers. Can't, they I, can't stop the run to save their lives. Vegas. What's up?
2: They can't stop the run to save their lives. They, they invested so much in that defensive yeah, no, line. I, I hope they draft and trade for only defenses. This, this, I think the offense is fine. Mike Williams fine. obviously they didn't play in that game. know what to fucking do with it. The offensive line has been banged up. We don't have Slater. So I think the offense is fine. <laughs> Herbert's going to get even better. They just need a, I think they just need a young speed start receiver. They have, they have Williams, they have Keenan, they have Josh Palmer. They have all these like, big-bodied receivers who are technically sound, but you need some speed in that offense, like ex- explosiveness. That's where I think Guyton, Jalen Guyton from last year was a really underrated piece. I don't know what happened to him, but... It's kind of a crap show when you're drafting receivers in the first round. No, I don't
0: think they're going to draft and a receiver in the first round. No, it's not a big I, need, they but... They need to draft fucking secondary on the defense. If they, if Besi- they,
2: oh. Well, you also have J.C. Jackson who's waiting on the sidelines to come I, back it next doesn't year. doesn't matter, just... We need depth is what we need. linebacker are a bunch of losers. edge rusher, not edge rusher. Linebacker, interior defensive line. You need help to stop the run because the Jaguars figured you guys out. Trevor Lawrence made some hell of a plays. I feel bad because you should have won that game. Even if you blew the lead, you should have still came away with a win. Thirty to twenty nine, thirty to twenty seven, but no, dude had to, dude. They had to get field goal range.
1: All right. This episode is explicit now. Usually me and Michael can get away with it, but not this week. That's okay. Um, we don't get paid anyway. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Real quick, back to the Bulls talk before we wrap it up. Sorry, Jake, to cut you off, um, but I just don't know how many Chargers fans are out there listening. There's only five in the world anyway. They've got a million followers. <laughs> a million followers. That's, that's honestly weak for an entire
2: NFL franchise. Yeah, that's
1: pretty fucked up.
2: That's an extra five hundred thousand people. That's that, a lot of that people, that kiddo. Watch the, the Bears. Okay, the,
1: the Bulls have three days off after Paris. Um, then we come back on the twenty third. We play a back to back against Atlanta, and then the next day we play the Indiana Pacers. Um, two winnable games. We got a day off after that, and then we play Charlotte. So it's going to be a pretty easy week, but don't speak too soon. Because so, uh, the 03. last time we said that, <laughs> we went zero and three, um, and I say it every week. This week is a test. It's not a test because we're playing good teams. It's a test because we're playing bad teams, and the Bulls love to lose to bad teams. In fact, it's our favorite thing to do.
2: If, if we come out of this, if we come out of this week and we win all these games, definitely no trades being made or no blowing up the. Yes,
1: we'll see about that. Uh, Jake is gonna hop back on real quick.
2: You trade
0: everyone except for Levine. Blow it all up. Get as many picks as you can. Try to get one star. Uh, fucking Derozan's not that guy. He's never going to bring you a chip.
1: It's interesting that you said that. So it's interesting that he said that. So we have me who's on the side of put all your eggs in one basket, trade for an all-star caliber player and try to make a real push. You've got Michael who kind of sits in the middle where he kind of wants us to see a minor trade, someone, a veteran, someone who can back us up. And then you've got Jake who is on the complete opposite end of the spectrum as me. And says, "Blow it all up." He, Jake's a Clippers fan. and just salty they didn't sign Demar Derozan. Two uh, years that's ago. completely fair. That's, but it, that's what it is. He he does live in Chicago now. He does. He does. And and I would uh, like to see the Bulls win. Yes, and, he and would his like favorite team win. is the Bulls. Yeah. Definitely. So, um, but no, t- it is definitely an interesting take. I take it with a grain of salt because he doesn't give a shit. He doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. He's just happy. Like, I, honestly, the dude just wants to see Kawhi play. That's all he cares about.
0: The Clippers are just as bad as the fucking Chargers. They're um, <laughs> a bunch of choke artists. As much as I respect
2: are. you for being a Cl- Chargers and a Clippers fan instead of a Rams and Lakers fan, I feel bad because they just give you a hard time, man. You
0: know, I didn't choose it. It's my dad. It's what he told me I am when I'm a little kid. That's way I respect your dad. You know what I mean? Everyone
2: over there, it's easy to be a Lakers fan. It's easy to be a It's Rams been a
0: hard road, dude. He doesn't even watch any of the games anymore. Can't
2: do it.
1: Wow, it's broken his soul that bad. Yeah.
2: Time. Yeah. And we've been there with some sports teams. But hey, the Bears figured it out. If you're gonna be bad, be bad the right way. Get the number one draft pick. Make your life easy.
0: I think they uh, they trade Justin Fields. Man, you and just get, all,
2: you just love trading all the stars in the city.
0: Get a get a new receiving core with a bunch of picks and Bryce Young.
2: Guy plays a lot of Madden uh, yeah. franchise mode. If you can I I I will resist the urge to go into an hour long debate about why that shouldn't happen, but.
1: That's for our other show. That's run for our with, other show that a, we talk about in Schroeder's bearish. basement. Yeah. Right. Um
2: Anyway, that's gonna do it for this episode. Kind of gotten out of hand a little bit. Thanks, Jake, for coming in and visiting us. Always great to, to have your little outbursts and r- trade recommendations. It's for, fantastic. For why we should honestly, we should just trade the mayor of Chicago at this point, right? Like just trade get everyone get who's relevant in the no, city. thank
0: you, guys. It was a pleasure.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Course, Anytime,
2: sweetheart. Jake. Come back next week. All right, Kevin, you can uh, send us off today.
1: Alrighty, like, follow us on Twitter, uh, rate us, review us on all of the podcast platforms that you listen to, most of you guys are on Apple, but I know there's a couple of Spotify babies out there, um, I don't know why I called you babies, sorry about that, but yeah, leave, leave reviews, um, I said it last week, uh, we've gotten a lot of really nice reviews from you guys, um, very nice things to say, but I, I like to hear the mean stuff, so absolutely slaughter us in the comments, <laughs> I really appreciate that. Um <laughs> And honestly, keep dropping your opinions. It means a lot to us. Feel free to DM us on Twitter, at the Run With Us pod. Um, I think that's about it. Uh, I guess the most important thing would be for you guys to remember to always run with us. Peace out, guys. A little long episode.